if a hill horse's heads to the right when you're coming through the corner trying to hill that's going to put his head right in your line of vision and if his shoulders are down and he's leaning in he's cutting in towards the head so then you're gonna have to try to pick him up and scoot him over this is chelsea schaefer and this is season four of the score you all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Today's episode is brought to you by ManaPro. I'll tell you more about them at the episode break. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome to The Score this week. You all loved our episode with Miles Baker so much on his head horse foundation that he puts in the horses that he and Trevor Brazil ride that we decided we were going to give you a heel horse episode. So Miles so, so graciously recorded his own instructions for heel horse training and this is your regular week of The Score. So enjoy, let us know what you think and don't be afraid to leave us a review. We love to hear from you. Hey guys, this is Miles Baker. I'm driving down the interstate today, headed to Lazy E for the BFI tomorrow morning. We're looking forward to that. I spoke with my friend Chelsea last night. She said some people got a little bit of good out of the head horse training podcast and requested a hill horse training podcast and just kind of get my philosophy on it, how I go about it on my horses or mine and Trevor's horses and just to get the whether it's setting a prospect up to go on to somebody that's looking for a good prospect or whether it's something that I've started that is going to the BFI or where NFR or wherever and so I want to thank the Team Roping Journal and Chelsea for having me on and I'm going to ramble about hill horses a little bit um, I would say first and foremost the what I want in a hill horse is them to be super broke um, and not not even broke I don't mean uh, spin a hole in the ground broke I mean I need to have control of the head the shoulders the ribs the hips from one end to the other and be able to manipulate everything if I can do that I can truly use the all the ability that that horse has to offer to reach his full potential and I fortunately enough I grew up riding young horses in a feed yard and on wheat pasture and outside in the pasture doctoring calves and I, my whole life I've just had to use colts and I never realized how valuable that was until I would say probably the last four or five years when I started actually training for the public and then even more so now that um, Trevor and I have so much horse business going on together because when you're training them for like a guy like him that asks so much for a horse and I'm not going to say demands perfection but a guy that he has high expectations every time he steps on a horse's back he's rode the 
greatest horses, uh, a list of the greatest horses to ever do it in our industry, you know, head horses, heel horses, calf horses. And so it, it puts a lot of, not weight on my shoulders, but there's a lot of expectations for what I train um, to go on and be something. And so the background of me growing up on a ranch and using young horses is, I feel like, giving me an edge over a lot of people that maybe just learned to ride so they could team rope. You know, maybe they didn't learn how to use a horse as good or didn't understand young horses as good. And I tell people this all the time. They come to me and, man, my hill horse ain't stopping. Uh, Man, he's hitting on his front end or he's quartering or... I can't get him on his butt and they people want to come rope with me but i i ride colts until noon and i rope afternoon and the people that want to come learn that stuff like why is my horse hitting on his front end they want to come out there when i'm roping steers and that stuff is learned before lunch at my house because all that goes back to riding them as colts um if they're not taught that stuff when they're little swinging a rope and pulling on two reins is not going to fix the problem and so i'm fortunate for the background that i grew up with as a kid because it's helped me get where i'm at today training so i'll talk to y'all a little bit about how i like to go about training the hill horse when i have them broken and i'm before i start swinging a rope on them i'll think sure make sure i have them broke because if if they're not broke to the best of their ability when i start roping on them i've taken shortcuts that will catch up later or it will hinder their potential going forward so once i have them broke like that i uh, i want them to i'll start them on like breakaway and holsteins and it's hill horses for me training hill horses is all about discipline um I have to be disciplined about how I ride them because it's hill horses. There's uh, pockets and boundaries, I'll say, is the best way to explain it. There's When I'm behind the cow, say in the tracking phase, there's a boundary behind that steer. Say it's for, and everybody's different. There's, you know, guys that are Allen Box size and there's guys that are mine and Trevor size and we probably all require different positions to feel comfortable healing but so for me training say i'm gonna set up there's a brick wall a foot off of that cow's tail and my horse is not allowed to go past that wall so i'll set that boundary when i'm breakaway and what that'll do later is if i get that brick wall right there solid I can push my horse up into that cow and pick my timing up to heal and help him stop. So that's the very first thing that I work on once my horse learns to track. Obviously, like I said, on the team rope or on the heading, I spend a ton of time roping a lead steer uh, breakaway and just tracking and breakaway. And a horse has to go find a cow, hook up to the cow, lock on, pay attention, and just be a student of the cow horse has to be locked on and so once i get that i'm going to set the boundary say in the tracking phase where my horse knows to not go past this point because everybody that ropes knows there's no 
there's nothing worse than trying to rope when your hands back here in your chest and your shoulders are back and you're leaning back pulling on your horse trying to throw your rope it don't matter if you're junior or jade or anybody that makes roping hard i'm not saying some guys they may even make a living doing it but it 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 makes healing it makes any kind of roping hard when you're having to pull on your horse to throw your rope so that's phase one the next phase when i'm going on to healing steers i'm going to set another boundary going down the pin so now say and like i said everybody's everybody rides a different corner everybody wants to maybe see a different shot for me training horses i would rather train them farther back and let a guy push them up into stuff than to train one that goes too far on the cow and overruns the run and then you're trying to pull him back down into the run because it's it's always either easier to push a horse somewhere than to pull him back off of it so my boundary going down the pin say i might run a line straight off that steer's tail head and just say back three or four foot so now going down the pin i'm gonna let my horse free wheel as i would call it like he's on his own i'll throw him his head or whatever but when i get to that point on the cow i'm gonna expect him to gather his stride up collect lock onto the cow and stay right there he doesn't get any farther down the pin he doesn't fall back he gets to that position and he holds it and so what that does later is it puts a little bit of weight on the horse for if something bad happens say you're at a rodeo and you jump out there to haze and your steer just your guy hooks him and your steer checks off well there's only so much like we're human we have to see stuff happen and then react to it so if my horse has no reaction of his own or no you know if he's not paying attention to what's happening in the run then i have to have the reaction time to pull him back around into the run he has to react to me pulling on him and then i have to try to get back around where i can see the feet that's a lot of reacting going on in a short amount of time so if i can teach my horse if i jump out there to haze one and he knows to only get so high on the cow unless i push him farther then he can react on that because he knows to get to a spot and pick up the cow and read the cow and so that'll help later on with your horse helping you out and the next thing uh, is my pocket in the corner there it i i would say training hill horses uh, young hill horses i'll look at obviously on a prospect everybody's going to look at the stop you know if a horse is round and stop and drags his wheels that's awesome but when I when a horse has had two or three or four months of roping, I'm probably going to watch a horse through the corner more than anything because if a horse isn't good in the corner, you're going to have a hard time making a living on him. A horse can mess a run up more in the corner for you than I think then he can in a stop. The stop can be manipulated in a lot of different ways. You know, certain ropers have different timing. Maybe a horse the stop isn't good for one guy maybe good for the next but through and through if a horse 
is bad in the corner it'll screw anybody that gets on him and so i create in my mind a pocket so i've set a boundary going down the pin now i've got a pocket to where say my there's a bubble around that steer that say it's 10 foot big i'm not allowed to get into that pocket like i can't go through that bubble until that steer is all the way through the corner so through the corner i can when the steer hit when his head bends i should be able to see his feet and see him hop all the way through the corner without having to pull my horse back if i'm having to pull my horse back out of the corner then it's going to throw my timing off if if my horse knows where to be going down the pin and then he doesn't collapse the pocket i can always see the feet i can always get in time and i can always go to the feet and so the corner which for me it can get i make it very complex but like i said i that's one place that i feel like a hill horse has to be good so i don't want to collapse the pocket i don't want to get too close so then the next step is goes to them being broke i'll want my horse's head like his nose tick to the inside just a little bit all the time it i'm not going to say it's a necessity there's a some of the greatest hill horses to ever live i don't think maybe did that but their shoulders were always in a good place i can control my horse's shoulders with my bridle reins and that goes back to them being broke if i pick up my inside rein my horse's nose should come to the inside and that should lift his shoulders up and move his shoulders out so i can control his head and his shoulders with my reins alone if i want to control his whole body i should be able to lay my leg on his side at any time in the run and that should push him just in the direction that would be getting wide to the steer so i've got to have those cues and they're gonna the main place those cues are going to come in handy is the corner if something's funky in the corner or say i let my horse come in too soon and i can pick my inside rein up and my horse will lift his shoulders and scoot over closer to the steer then i've got an advantage because even though maybe i rode bad or maybe a steer went downstream or something i can make one reaction with my reins and all of a sudden my horse has me right back where i need to be to see the feet and heel so when i do come through the corner as i was saying there's a pocket and i don't want to collapse the pocket i want to keep my distance if i'm just riding which the professional guys i'm sure they would if they're just catching they're going to make sure they can see the feet all the way through the corner i'm i'm no professional healer i'm talking about from the aspect of training a colt or not a colt but a you know a green hill horse in the early stages of it and then as they get on older i may let the boundary go up a little farther i may i'll start letting them get a little higher i'll start letting them stay what i call around the steer a little more and just making them more dependent to where if i want to ride higher or ride around the steer more so to speak and set up for a faster shot that they can do that on their own without me having to control everything so when i if i'm riding perfect position on a colt when i go to come to the corner 
I want his ribs bent out just a little bit. I don't I don't want his ribs bent in. I don't want his shoulders in. I want his shoulders lifted up. I want his ribs bent out and his head ticked to the inside. That keeps him I would I call it framed. So he'll be framed up all the way through the corner. Today's episode is sponsored by Manapro. Champions, colleagues, roommates, and personal trainers. Whatever role they play, they're an important part of our lives. In their quiet way and their not-so-quiet way, they keep us young. On our feet, on the go, they pull us back to nature and push us toward the next adventure. And as much as we count on them, they count on us all the more. To nurture their lives with the same commitment. To protecting them, helping them grow and thrive, and treating them as well as they treat us. By giving them a little more of our lives, because no matter what role they play, we're here to make their lives the best they can be. Manapro, nurturing life for generations. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at Manapro Horse. If a hill horse is heads to the right, when you're coming through the corner trying to hill, that's going to put his head right in your line of vision. And if his shoulders are down and he's leaning in, he's cutting in towards the head. So then you're going to have to try to pick him up and scoot him over. Any of that stuff, I'm not saying it will always mess you up catching two feet, but that stuff will make catching harder. It's going to put you in an awkward position and you're going to have to manipulate more things through the corner as opposed to your horse staying in a perfect frame and staying with the steer basically mirroring the steer through the corner so when i'm teaching that i may let somebody turn a steer and i may just hold just keep my horse's nose to the inside keep his shoulders picked up and keep his ribs bent out and just idle him down right there and let the cow turn or i may let the cow turn and I may push him up there a little bit higher and just keep him in my hand and just teach him body control and in the I'll play with their hips a little bit it's it's nearly like I said in the head horse podcast I'll teach a horse to push his hips out to the left when I'm steer stopping or when I'm turning him in an early stage and all that's doing is reassuring that hey where our hips if anything need to come this way because we cannot get them up under the rope it's the same way on a hill horse for me if if their hips swing to the outside in the corner i'm losing power all the power on a horse comes from their butt end so if i'm going through the corner and i see it happen a lot horses will get bent with the cow through the corner but their hind end will start drifting down the pin well then it's hard to gain ground on the cow or it's hard for your horse to be in a position where he's driving in there on his butt and if you throw everything set up to come tight and be strong so i might stop in the corner and i might push my horse's hips to the inside and just make his make him hold his hips to the inside with his nose in and his shoulder picked up so basically what i've done to my horse's body is basically cupped him around my left leg which is what I always want I never want him going through my left rein with his head and shoulders I never want him pushing through my left rein and I never want him pushing through my left leg if they're been around my leg all the time they should always be in a perfect frame for 
to give me a good throw, whether it's throwing in the corner or whether it's tracking across the pin. If they hold that same frame, every jump should be the same for me healing. And so I've talked about the pocket. I've talked about the position. And then when we come through the corner, basically in the tracking phase is where it goes back to the breakaway and, and that boundary behind them. I want them to keep that distance. Um, every horse is going to get chargy at some point, and that's something keeping that boundary is going to require you to maintain that getting chargy. Sometimes I'll hustle, swing my rope real hard, and I'll get them in there to that spot. And if they want to go past the spot, I'll pull up, pull, pull up my bridle reins and just back them out and let them slow down and relax. Sometimes you may have to drag their butt right there. I think a lot of people do that and end up kind of picking a fight with the horse or getting after him too much and then they make the horse nervous right there and so instead of him not respecting his boundaries now he's not respecting his boundaries and he's scared of getting in trouble you know so that's not doing them any good either but anyway that's kind of just a broad spectrum of how I want to go about the hill horses it's a lot of body control um I spend a lot of time loping across the pen and picking their shoulders up and and moving their shoulders out and being able to lift them and it stay smooth I spend a lot of time in a counter canter going to the right and the left lead and just making sure I can lift their shoulders up you know at any time and and as they get older um like i said i'll all that kind of run through of a run on a young one is what i'm doing on the three and four year olds um and then when you start adding speed to it by the time i add speed to it i should have all of those moving parts working together um to where they understand any cue if I if I put my leg in them if I lift my rein up if I say use my right leg back by my back cinch to scoot their hips in to keep their hips up under them um, their hips have to be under them all the time everything needs to be square if if you throw fast and take a hit their hips need to be in line with their shoulders all the time that's you know 80% of the horse's body from his shoulders to his hips is where all of his strength is going to come from. So if his shoulders are to the left, his hips to the right, he's not going to take a hit good. If it's vice versa, he's not going to take a hit good. But if if he can, if everything can be in a line when he takes a hit, he's going to take a hit good. You're going to get a good fast finish. Um, I don't mind their heads being to the left just a little bit when they're taking a hit. You know, a lot of horses, I think... Uh, Jake Smith's roan is, he's, that's a perfect horse to watch as far as um, a hill horse being fundamentally correct. Uh, all of Joseph's horses are super good. Uh, I just, I enjoy watching those horses that can use their body good. I don't think it's any mistake that some of the best hill horses in the world uh, do those little things right. Um, and, and a lot of horses lose their, um, I don't know, kind of lose their polish after a lot of rodeoing and jackpot. But 
all the those good horses have had these fundamentals put in them from a early stage and they've stuck with them long enough that those guys can make a living on them horses because they know how to do their job and stay out of the way and keep it to where you don't get you don't get in a bind where you can't catch two feet or you're never in a bind where one movement can't correct it and get you back in the run you know um so that's kind of how we go about it um like i said when you get to a little bit higher stages uh, i'll start asking them to get a little higher i'll change my boundaries uh, one thing that really doesn't change is the pocket through the corner that a horse has to respect the pocket through the corner you can you can ride them a little higher you can set things up a little bit faster but you cannot have a horse bulldozing through the corner not respecting the cow um, it you just can't make a living healing on a horse that has no respect for the boundaries that are set on a cow or doesn't watch a cow so anyway we're uh like i said we're headed to the bfi um, i'm heading on a uh, five-year-old we call firecracker that uh trevor's wife raised um he's actually out of a mare the very first horse deal trevor and i ever did when i was in college it's been a uh, price seven eight years ago uh, this uh horse i'm heading on is out of the mare that he got from me and shadow raised him to run barrels on which she did some and she we've kind of he's a head horse now trevor showed him at the maturity last year as a four-year-old and he done really well we just got back from arizona the horse done good at the maturity out there again um today will be his or tomorrow will be his first real big trip to town we'll see how he takes it uh, trevor's healing on a uh, dore hill horse that come from my dad uh, my dad bought the horse from austin johnson several years back and I started him roping. He's super broke. Uh, just a, sure enough, a good horse. Uh, we took him to the Futurity in Arizona. He done good in the healing. Uh, this will definitely be his first big venue to go to. So we're uh, excited to take some young horses to a big roping and just to uh, see how they do. It's crazy for me. Uh, I didn't know trevor all of his career but when i started going down there every horse was between the ages of probably seven or eight 15 and they were finished finished been hauled all over the world and now uh if you walk through the barns at my house there's 15 20 horses there and i think the oldest horses i have in my house that are rope horses i think are probably five-year-olds now i think i got one six-year-old and same way with Trevor, I, I don't think we have a single rope horse that's over the age of six. So uh, we're going about it a little bit different than what he sure would have done when he was making a living roping. But it's fun. We're enjoying making good horses. And uh, anyway, for any, any of it, uh, Chelsea with Team Roping Journal has my contact. And... I, I don't know a lot, but if uh, anyone ever has any questions or wants to come and hang out and rope or 
give me a call and talk about horses. I, no, I'm not saying I don't know much. I know much, but I can throw some ideas at you. Anyway, we enjoy it. Hopefully, that helped you out a little bit on the hill horses. I, I really enjoy riding them. And if you want to get into a little more detail, just give me a call and we'll talk about it and throw ideas at each other. So, anyway, I appreciate it. Hope y'all have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Score. We'll be back with a regularly scheduled interview in two weeks. Thank you again for listening today. Our episode was brought to you by Manapro. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at Manapro Horse.